Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. <laughs> Sally's just thinking about it. <laughs> and today we are talking about season six, the episode Fredonia, which just makes me feel like Sing speaking it for some reason. <laughs> but there's really no good reason for that. Maybe it's because I just got back from Disney World and everything that is could, heightened that there. could be it, yes. I think this is the first episode that we, I've recorded at my house in like over a month. It's I just haven't been home at all. Since you've been home, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you if you've noticed that the the singing of the theme song has been a little le- lackluster on my behalf, it's because I've been in hotels or or in New York City apartments and feeling a little shy. So today <laughs> we're going for we're it. Sing it loud. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, Let's I'm ready. just magical what if there was a west wing theme park i I was just immediately trying to plan that in my head and like figure out what that would look like what would that look like i don't know like would it you i don't know ride through the west wing you know and like have to like solve different issues i don't know I don't know. Like, you could, there would be one where you're, like, walking across the park because you're in a government shutdown. There's going to be one with, like, hazmat suits and, like, someone's been hit, someone's been hit. Yeah, and then there's yeah. going to be, like, a big block of cheese that you, like, push up a hill. I don't know. I think, like, there's so many possibilities for this, and I want a piece of the action. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get on the ground floor. We are copyright this, copywriting this right now. And then, yes. we're gonna, you know, except by copywriting, since and all we're of our put other it all into the public for free, so yeah, kind since clearly opposite. all of our other like pioneering things have gone well, somebody's gonna do it. But I would go; it's fine. Um, all right, let's do a quick TikTok in case people haven't uh, rewatched Fredonia in a while. Yeah would Would you like to regale us? Uh, sure. I mean. We're on the campaign trail again. We're in New Hampshire, and we the main focus is the debate that's coming up, and all of the there's there, there's some debate about the debate because the newspaper hosting the debate is wants it to just be Hoynes and Bingo Bob, but obviously that's, that's not good for Santos. So there's a lot mm-hmm. that's going on around that and trying to get Santos in the in the debate. There's also, we're trying to run a TV ad because, I say we as in the Santos campaign because I'm clearly a part of that. <laughs> um, yep. Santos campaign doesn't have as much money, so they get to one run run one ad. And then Hoynes and Bingo Bob have a ton of, of screen time, basically. And also Amy Gardner comes back to help Santos prep for the debate that he is not in and obviously just causes some drama and headaches, especially... For me, headaches for me. I hate it so much. Uh, but that's like that's <laughs> it's like a main... head freeze. <laughs> yeah, like a brain freeze. freeze? Like just oh, banging my head on the desk. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. And it's just it it revolves around everything that's happening around that. It revolves around everybody else's campaign appearances and and the vice president making a stupid joke and all that kind of good stuff. 
pretty much it. <laughs> and the chicken dance, which I feel like and we need to sing because I'm definitely yeah. not paying a dollar to buy that. <laughs> Anyway, that 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 is a theme song for this episode because I'm not going to give the MVP to the chickens, but oh, it's a I good part Dory. of the episode. <laughs> um, this one me. was written by this one was written by friend of the show Eli Addy. <laughs> yeah, hooray, Eli! Hooray, indeed! I love this episode. I do too. A, I really it's do. It's a good one. It is a good one. It's very different than our West Wing, really. I mean, mostly just because you were not on the West Wing at all. But it's very, very yeah. good. It's, it feels <laughs> like a whole it's a, story Geographically, arc. it's different. <laughs> yes, geographically, it's definitely different. But just, like, pacing-wise and... I mean, it just makes it feel different, really. Being in so many different places makes it feel very different than our show. But also, it's still so good. It just, it has a whole story arc, and, I mean, we'll get into all the details, but yeah, I'm definitely a fan of this episode. I wonder if all of the cast members have seen, I'm I'm sure that there are some cast members who haven't seen the show, the whole thing. Because if you think about it, you know, some actors don't like to watch their work, like Richard probably hasn't seen all of it, but like, has Dulé seen some of these episodes that he wasn't in? Like, did he go and watch him? I just, we should have asked them. Yeah, I I would love to know that. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll add that to the list for next time. For next time. Um, let's let's start with the team VP. Let's start with the uh, Bingo Bob contingency. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really, (laughs) it's just this stupid presidential or vice presidential seal joke. It's just (sighs) it it. It, it, it knows what it's doing. So, like, yes, it's not yeah, the joke's yeah. fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean, my... It just my, what a big tool he is. Exactly. My eye roll reaction is, like, exactly the reaction you're supposed to have. You know what I mean? So, I think it, it accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish from a storyline perspective. Mm-hmm. That every time he opens his mouth with that joke, I'm just like, ugh. As are Will yeah, and Donna, and then the, really. Yeah, but then you also see it contrasted with Santos, who's, like, kind of chit-chatting and being witty with, you know, the town folk yeah. in a not, in, in a genuine way. You know, he's not repeating the same dumb nope. things he over and over again. he is genuinely witty. Like, he, he actually has real jokes. Which, yeah, yep. it is, it's a great parallel because, or a great contrast, not parallel, but it's, it definitely seems to be on purpose because he has to just repeat that one joke over and over again, and Santos is just off the top of his head, kind of good banter he's just yeah he's he's much different and better and i love him so much i'm I'm really surprised we don't see more from donna about the fact that she's working for bingo bob i mean i know so much of it was her just wanting to have a better job so she went with something that seemed viable but i'm kind of surprised it's taken so long for her to be like oh um, uh, maybe he's kind of a tool. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I was maybe say, I should have looked for It is, it's nice that we kind of, we, not so blatantly, but we kind of get to see that a little bit when she disagrees with him. A little bit. At the end. So. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. But I agree. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So they try to get into the debate that they're not allowed into. They have a meeting at the news place that is going to be running it. Yeah. And... Then they 
<laughs> yes, and then Santos tries to change the debate rules while he's like yeah. got him on the hook, which right, was smart. which which Josh had had basically told him had told Matt Santos, you know, like don't say anything. Uh, Bingo Bob's gonna go with us, help us get into the debate, blah blah blah, and of course Matt Santos just like takes the reins and is just like, oh, but also shouldn't we change the debate? And just messes everything up. Is it possible to have somebody this idealistic anymore in no. act in real life? No, that's exactly Will this ever no. happen? No. I think they would so get as far sad. as like their city council and they would stop. Yeah, it's like a Leslie Nope thing. They would just not be able to handle but, it. Yeah. Well, but it turns out we're going to have our own debate. We're yeah. going to flip the script, say we don't need you. We are young, scrappy insurgency. We're going to do our own thing. So, <laughs> that's always fun. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it seems like a good way to spin. We're starting to figure out that Matt Santos is going to be this way regardless. So, it's interesting to watch Josh try and spin these things in a, in a more campaign-friendly way. And so, I thought that was a good way to do that. Got to yep. run our own debate. So... And they have to figure out a way to get some free media coverage. Like, how yeah. do you make something go viral? Because we have no money. And it's like, don't worry. We'll just have something by tomorrow. You know, like, people spend all this time these days trying to find out what's going to go viral. Yeah. And it turns out what, what what goes viral is authenticity. Yes. In an age of I fluff and canned soundbites. I love that scene. I don't know if we wanted to skip there already, but... No, no, let's okay. save it. Let's okay, save we'll it. Save We're it. not there yet. We'll save it. But first, I would like to talk more about Will and Donna, just for a moment. Yeah. Because, what was that? I don't know. I mean, I what know. was that? Don That's all I got. I don't Will, know. Yeah, Will asked Donna to dinner, and, like, really weirds her out, because it is weird. And she's like, well... Yes, because we've had dinner the last four nights, but also, why did you ask me? Like, it was just, yeah, it did seem like he was trying to do something in an intentional way. Right. But she didn't play along with, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what their goal was with that. Right. But I, then at the end, <laughs> they have her ask him to dinner, but it wasn't awkward, but they never right. worked through it. It was just kind of like, what, what was that? It, I don't it know. It was odd, for sure. Yeah. But I feel like the, in the uh, in the uh, King Corn episode, they had like a little sem semi vibe. Yeah, I thought so when too. When they were like in, so I feel like this was maybe an attempt to build on that, but it maybe just didn't go as, yeah. as far. Agreed. I mean, as they're it just could have it didn't it didn't totally land. It just feels like the because opposite. it's so weird. If yeah, well, it feels like the opposite of Josh and Donna in that like. They had to write the Josh and Donna storyline because of how much chemistry they had. And and I just right. will and Donna do not have <laughs> this that. Is like, yeah, it's like it's rubbing two sticks same. together and just trying to like make something happen and you're like, This clearly isn't working. Yeah. But no. you know. Okay. Just wanted to point out how weird I thought that was. Yeah. Anyway, I let's totally talk about agree. Amy Gardner problems. No boo. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I'm She's literally back. like holding my head. Guess in my who's hands back right now? Back again. When's the last so time we much. saw her? I don't know. I try to forget about it. I mean, it's been a minute. What was the last thing that happened with she and Josh? 
Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember. I mean, it. We we did the whole. Are you in love with him? She asked Donna if she's in love with him, and then Donna goes and gets blown up in Gaza. But we, we haven't seen Amy. I don't know the last time we saw Amy. And no, guess yeah. what? I, could look I, it don't up. I don't care. Don't nope. That's all right. Um, I, love I, lo I did love your note here, though. Look at me. I'm so quirky. I'm eating ice cream Ugh. in the gold. I hated is that. Is that a weird I hated thing? That. that is literally how that scene read to me. It's like, oh, I'm so funny. I'm so, like, I'm an anomaly. I, like, I'm eating ice cream and it's cold and ha ha ha. I'm so Do unexpected. Do people not eat ice like, cream in oh, the winter? stop. No, everybody. Wait a She's minute. She's inside. Okay, but that's, I'm not Team Amy, but I'm just saying, like, if you're inside, it's not as cold. And, like, I never think about not having ice cream because it's winter. No, I don't either. Nope. I also don't live in New Hampshire, so maybe it's different up there. Where it's, but you're from Chicago, so no. I, I, I mean, never, I just don't I take weather into account when I make food decisions. Yeah, same. So I don't, I don't think we can fairly hate on her for eating ice cream in the winter, right? Oh, but that's the point they make. I mean, because he, because they like argue about the fact that it's cold. I think it's definitely, I think it's definitely meant to be. I don't care that she's eating ice cream in winter. It just. The way it was written was that it was going to be, oh, I'm so, oh, I'm unexpected, and I do what I want, and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I luxuriate the cold. cold. Ugh. <laughs> Good for you. I kind of like that line. <laughs> I don't like it. Okay, but I, I did think it was a boss move when she hands him, like, the remains of the ice cream cone as it's melting. I thought that it was. Like, if I were a cool girl, which I'm not, I would do that. Because when I saw that, I was like, oh, she's in power between she and Josh. You know? Just, ugh, no. Mm -mm, nope. <laughs> okay. Um, but she's brought there to do some debate prep for the debate we're not sure is going to happen. But then yeah. we're going to do our own debate. So may as well prep him. And it's crazy. If, if Matt Santos doesn't have the I presidential know. voice, this is so timely. It because really last is. week, last week everybody was all up in arms, and here's me getting political because it's our podcast, and I don't care anymore. But last week, when everyone's like, "Oh, number forty-five's tone has changed, and he sounds presidential," or like what? most people were saying, "Well, he was just putting words together in a sentence in a coherent manner." So if that's presidential, then yes, what's our metric? I'm just saying, if Matt Santos doesn't have it, then Trumpy doesn't even get on the map. No. Which is apparently what David Letterman calls him, and I think it's funny. I just don't... So. You know, we've talked before about how much we like the little things about politics in the show, about, you know, that, oh, use this word instead of that word. Don't wear this tie, wear that tie. These tiny things that are going to get you elected mm. or not elected that makes such a huge difference. And, like, and those, that's one of the things I love about the show and one of the things I love about politics and maybe that's one of the reasons, I mean, there are so many reasons, but maybe that's one of the reasons it's it's been so infuriating to watch this campaign and election because none of that has mattered. You know what I mean? I mean, everything, I, I live in South Carolina, and there were 10 things during our primary season alone that should have would, have, would have discounted any other candidate. And it just doesn't follow mm -hmm. any of the norms. And that's one of the most fascinating things to me are the norms of politics and are the 
you know, you have to go to Iowa, you have to go to New Hampshire, you have to do these certain things in these certain places. And it's just, I don't know, it's just baffling. But I think this episode highlights that because of that's the, one of the central arguments is, is Josh, which is an argument that's been going on forever. Josh is like, hey, we have to do these things to get elected. And Matt is like, oh, but I, I don't want to do these things. <laughs> so, yeah. But the, his spirit is a little bit different than the Trump spirit. Honestly, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were it's cool. totally different. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's like I didn't no mean it in that way. I but, just meant, I, I don't know. I, ugh, I, I know, but if we're talking about like anti-establishment underdog, yeah. no, 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 give no, me no, a no. Matt Santos all day and night. Oh, a it's million been a, times. <laughs> It's so funny. We we recorded a couple episodes back to back, and so we've had a little bit more time off. And I've been so consumed with the news lately, and so I haven't had to watch rewatch for the podcast. And then watching this episode made me feel so much better. I feel like yeah. forty two minutes of Matt Santos just really helped undo Agreed, some of the totally. press coverage I've seen the last couple of days. So if you guys are also experiencing that as well, we want to hear more about your the way that you're coping with the West yeah. Wing. Um, okay. So anyway, the presidential voice. I'm so glad that um, he's working on it. That's great. <laughs> um, Amy, more Amy stuff. Um, no. Okay. I, I know Amy Gardner's the worst. <laughs> and she shared the same memos with Hoynes and with Santos' campaign. And with but... who else? With well, with any anybody, any of the Democrats, I think. Right. Yeah. Was was it fair of Josh to fire her? Yes. Really? I don't know. I think it's odd because of what ends up happening, and that Santos says he hired her before that reason. So, I think in any other situation, yeah, it would be fair to fire her because, like, that's not an okay thing to do. It's like Josh says, you have to pick a horse. And and go, you know, like, I mean, because later they, well, I mean, spoiler alert, they don't hire Donna because she wrote opposition, and that feels like a similar, I mean, opposition's a little different, but it feels like a similar thing. Like, you have to pick your guy and go with your guy. I don't know. It's not like she was going to be a full-time staff person. It feels like she was an independent contractor. Like, if that's what she does, you know, she's hired for a specific thing. I don't know. That's true, it but it looks like a permanent does, position feel like she would have to disclose if she was hired for that certain thing she would have to disclose hey bt dubs i also did this other thing with this you know like i have already given these lines and these ideas to somebody else which is is the piece that josh is missing that santos already knew you know what i mean so right she may have disclosed that to santos right exactly and and he's keeping that from i think yeah i think with the information josh had it was appropriate to fire her Hmm. Yeah. Plus, but she was I just trying her, to so. get a Democrat strong enough to beat Vinnick. So, I mean, I can't fault her for that. But man, yeah. when Josh fires her, that that was a little cold. That was colder than the ice cream she was eating. It was pretty it felt cold. A I loved it. Uh... <laughs> Alright, cool. Let's talk about the chickens. Yes. Let's talk about the chickens. <laughs> It is real funny. Love it. I wish I didn't love it as much as I do, but I love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's a cheap joke, but it is hilarious. Yeah, and it right? worked. Yeah, and, it worked. Like I don't even know 
Yeah, it's not like Josh set up Donna, but Donna just ends up walking straight into it and yeah. ends up giving them some of the free viral footage that they needed to stay in it. So, yep, kind of Donna for secondary MVP for her contribution. Yeah. yeah, chickens for number one MVP. I just, when that chicken walks into that little, not a press conference, but Bingo Bob was doing an appearance at some hockey rink or something. At the hockey rink. When that rink. chicken walks yeah. in and he's asking him, like, Hey, why won't you? Why won't you join the debates? Why won't you debate the whole field? That was just hilarious. That was maybe one of my favorite West Wing moments. <laughs> so fun. The visual of that is so funny, and like there is literally nothing for him to say. What does he say? That's the, I think is the perfect idea. It may seem silly and low and whatever, but it was perfect. I loved it. Apparently, loved it. it's based on a true story. I don't know if you looked that up, but it's has, it has to do with an election over in the UK. Yeah, and the sitting prime minister didn't want to have a debate, and so he sent a guy in a chicken suit to a bunch of different events. So it's founded in real huh. <laughs> in real life. It's just funny, like, what the public's going to latch on to. Like, we yep. just really want to look at people yelling at someone in a chicken suit. Yeah, so, true. Oh, I loved it. And it was our only occasion that we saw C.J. Craig in this episode, sadly, when yeah. she's on the phone with Josh talking about yeah. what's going on. Yep, no Toby, no president, um, just a little CJ cameo, which was nice. It was nice even for a second to to be grounded back in our little our West Wing world and be reminded, I feel hey, like this is the show you're watching, you know? Yeah, I feel like they definitely include one scene in the White House every, every time we're on the campaign. Yeah, I agree. Like, even just for a snippet, if it's like Toby giving a press briefing on a TV somewhere... Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a rule that they have, maybe. Yeah. But, oh, and they also talk about, sense. Josh says, Josh says to CJ about Santos, he's like, the guy has the PR instincts of Idi Amin, which I thought was funny. And if <laughs> yeah. you haven't seen The Last King of Scotland with my favorite actor, James McAvoy, which is about Idi Amin, you should see it, and then that will make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Other things. So, we still have that same... Um, the same problems with Santos and Josh that we've had pretty much all throughout. It's yeah. just that Josh is the pragmatist. He knows what it takes to get where they need to go. And Santos is just like endlessly idealistic and principled. And for some reason, I haven't gotten sick of it, even though it's the exact same problem every time. Yeah. But I think it's just because they're both so likable to us and, and both arguments make sense to me. I agree with that. It got a little, not I don't even want to say tiring, but when he wouldn't run the chicken ad, I was sort of like, come on, dude. Like, that's funny. Like, that's a funny ad. It like, wasn't a bad ad. No. It wasn't even that mean. Stand. No, it really wasn't. It was true. And we can't, you know, like, I was just sort of like, we have to take a stand on every little thing. But then when they go out in the alley and have that argument, I really did like that. And... I just thought, I don't know, I, I I agree with you that we like them so much and they're, the way they present each side of their argument makes so much sense that the argument itself doesn't get old. Uh, which, of course, this is mm-hmm. the same scene that Josh brings up the title of the episode, Fredonia, about... Fredonia! Yeah, there was a Senate debate and somebody asked about the issue and or the what's going on in Fredonia and the guy was like, the guy said something like he had to look into it or whatever. He's studying um, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was it's fake. It's from a Marx Brothers film. So, 
Yeah, I liked that. I like that. We've gone from fake news to fake countries. Yep, we have. <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen Duck Soup. You haven't, or really? or any. I've never seen any Marx Brothers films. Am I a horrible person? No, I don't think so. I don't think a lot of people have seen them. Um, I would say Duck Soup, Duck Soup, and Monkey Business are I mean, probably my favorite. Um, I obviously I feel Animal like I need to see Duck Soup. Too, yeah, yeah, I need to see that all of them really because they reference it in Gilmore Girls. So if, if my two favorite shows reference yeah. Duck Soup, then I'm clearly missing my calling in life. It is a lot funnier than I think people think it's gonna be. But Duck Soup, Monkey Business, and Animal Crackers are all really good, and that, those all have all four Marx Brothers in them, which I just think those are the best. So yeah, you if you're them. if you're a if you're a Marx Brothers fan, do you call yourself a Marxist? No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it's just, a, it's a fair question. It's just semantics. I'm just, I'm asking. I'm trying to know what I'm getting myself into. No, I'm a Marx Brothers um, fan. But no. But you're not a Marxist. Nope. Okay. Um, okay, so then let's talk about the, the, the real deal, the triumphant moment of this episode. The march to the TV studio. Give me a laptop yes. and, a, and a camera and a room yeah. or something. Yeah. It sort of <laughs> reminded me of the march to um, when Bartlett goes to the hill. Yeah. Meet, like, what's his name? It's, I mean, obviously we don't see the march as much, but we see him going into the room and everything. And it sort of reminded me of that, just like the journey and the taking a stand. And, oh, it's this big grand gesture type thing. Uh, so Matt, Matt, yes. to clarify for those of you who might not have seen it, Matt Santos marches into the news station and does the ad live. So, uh, yeah, I loved it. I, I loved it. It gave me chills. Woo! Uh, yeah, it's great. Although, I will say, is he saying that nobody's ever going to speak on his behalf like a surrogate? You know, he's, he's just, like, if you need to know anything, I'll tell it to you straight. It was kind of like a Trump saying, if you need to know anything, don't go to the media. Go to my Twitter page. Yeah. In a certain way. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he means that somebody would speak on his behalf, but he's not going to say anything he wouldn't say directly to the camera. You know what I mean? Like, sure. he's not going to say anything mm-hmm. that he would then have to, like, fumble around with or whatever. You, you know, that somebody would ask about, hey, did you really say such and such? You have to be like, well, oh no, I meant this. Da, da, da. That he's gonna stand behind everything he says, which makes sense. So I like that. I got, I I was nervous for several reasons, not the <laughs> least of which was like, um, they were touching up his makeup until like six seconds before, and yeah. I'm pretty sure there yeah. was no powder on that brush, and that uh, there was not like a count. Yeah, there was not like a countdown clock where he was looking. I'm like, how is he going to know if he's going over? Yeah. And, but, you know, he killed it because he's amazing. And yeah, he's, well, and. He's yeah, our I'm protagonist. Ass- am I assuming correctly? I mean, that was definitely not a minute long. And it seemed like they just left it on the empty chair, which was almost, I mean, better. I mean, that was the perfect exclamation point. Oh, yeah. Did that. I loved that. It was like the dropped mic moment. Yeah, he just walked out. Oh, by the way, I'm Matt Santos. Boom. <laughs> Take that, Bingo Bob, with your squinty eye seal joke. That's dumb. Yep. yep. That's what I think about that. Um, <laughs> yes, that was triumphant and delightful. And uh, also delightful, even though it involves Amy Gardner. 
I did like when she taped Josh to the chair. I loved it. I loved it. I will concede that all day, every day. That was that the best maybe, Amy Gardner moment. Yeah, it's maybe the best Amy Gardner moment because it. Well, maybe because it's just so reflective. She just that nails Josh's personality to a T. So Josh is trying to figure out and their relationship how they should spin this. And like, oh, he needs like, I need to get yeah. these copies out, and I need to talk to these people and that, those people, and blah blah blah. And Amy Garner's just like, no, just sit. And then she literally tapes him to the chair and like puts a little bit of tape over his mouth. And I thought that was just that was just brilliant. I loved it. Fifty Shades of Lyman. No, it's I feel like continually she's like, stop talking, just stop talking, yeah. stop talking, and <laughs> just stop moving, just stop. Like that. Right. The key to having a successful relationship with him is to get him to just be quiet for a couple yeah. minutes. Yeah. As as we'll find out. Um, but I will say I'm very glad that she couldn't stay as yeah, the speech same. was or as the debate was about to happen because of course Josh, being the like lost puppy that he is right now, was all like, Oh, can I buy you an ice cream cone after this? No. She's Louise. What would happen if she was like, Oh, okay, sure, I'm not leaving town. Like let's go like make bad decisions. No. So I'm just glad that that didn't happen. Agreed. Huge cheers. So glad. Whew. What else? Oh, I think that's mostly. I mean, they had a lot of lines that I loved. I loved when Matt Santos is just so small, but I loved when Matt's telling Amy that he doesn't like make he doesn't influence anything, and then he says something like, hmm. "I'm gonna go call my wife, uh, show you I, to really show you I don't influence anything." He's just so self-deprecating, but like not in an annoying way. Show Amy how little mm. I shape events. That's what he said. He doesn't shape events. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I liked that. I liked um, I liked at the end when they're standing there at the debate and they're like, I never thought we'd be here. It's a miracle I ordered podiums. I thought that was great. So I don't know. There were a lot of little moments that brought some humor to it that I liked. Um, but other than those, I mean, I could just read those all day. So other than that, I think that's pretty much it. So we're gonna have an extra long episode today. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, who uh, who is your MVP? Oh, that's tough. Is it? Tell me. Is it? Who is it? <laughs> it's not really the chickens. No, it's not the chickens. Okay, I, I was gonna. Those, I was no, 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 it's not really the chickens. The chickens. Although I think not. those volunteers deserve a pat on the back. I, if I was a volunteer, I would have said uh, no. Probably Matt Santos. I mean, for the live address and just his still just digging his heels in on like wanting to be principled and stuff <laughs> and stuff. Uh, I think I think he's probably my MVP. <laughs> and, I feel like he's like, just always going to be my MVP. But yeah, I don't Matt know. Santos. I don't know that we've given it to him that much. Okay, have good. We? Great. I'm, I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like we have. I would agree, uh, Matt Santos MVP. I feel like honorable mention would be Donna. Because yeah. she stood up to the VP and got Santos in the debate, and she got that argument with the with the birds, with, with the chickens, which yeah. helped them. So, yeah. but yes, Santos for president. Ooh, boy. Um, I'm getting a little like verklempt that we're almost to the end of season yeah, six. We we're are. not. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting close. No, but we're on and the, the back end here. I know, and then we're at the then we're on season seven, and I can't. There's just yeah. so much emotion. That's I don't know crazy. what I'm going to do with myself. It's really, really crazy. Um, oh man, yeah. 
And the next episode is drought conditions. There's so much I can say about that, but that's what next week is for. So I won't. Um, (sighs) If you guys have uh, thoughts or feelings on anything West Wing related, uh, you can email us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pod. If you want us to be a listener supporter, you can sign up on Patreon, Patron, it's, I'm saying it wrong all the time, but it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash winging it pod. Most people are pledging $4 a month. It's like a dollar an episode because we got to pay them travel bills to get those podcast interviews. Um, other than that, oh yeah, I'm going to make those CJ Craig t-shirts available online. If you want to order one. Just email me and tell me what size you want. Says CJ Craig is the original Beyonce. And it's a good time. Um, I think that's all. I think that's it. Yep, Fredonia. There you go. Alright, we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh man, get your tissues. It's gonna be a rainy morning, emotionally. Okay. Bye. Bye guys.